And then I went on a pretty simple two-mile run, and I tore my meniscus. And I came back, and my knee was just, like, blown up like a balloon. So at that point, I started to reevaluate what I was doing. Um, on social media, I saw these results that Functional Patterns was putting out of people not moving well, and then of them, like, sprinting afterwards and just looking really fluid and happy. <laughs> it was always something that was different, and so nobody – that I knew or no, even nobody that I followed even in the fitness interview was talking about it. And so it, it was always something that was kind of different. And then whenever I finally kind of needed it, I'd, I'd seen these results. I was like, okay, let me take a closer look at this. And it's like, okay, they say they get these results. Well, I was kind of ignoring some of the stuff they were doing before because I felt like, oh, I don't, I don't need this. I don't need this. Like, okay, it's here. Um, so I, I was living in Fort Worth, Texas at the time. So I drove three hours south to Austin, Texas, uh, and did a couple sessions there at Functional Patterns, Texas. And I could tell it was the medicine my body needed. So I sold my house in Fort Worth, quit my job, uh, moved down to Austin, uh, and did that to like rehab in my body and then relearn how to train my body. Welcome back to another episode of Cultivating Change, everyone. I'm your host, Alex Corey, and thank you so much for spending some of your precious time with me. Today's guest is Scott Smith. Scott is the co-founder of the Regenesis Collective here in Asheville, North Carolina, where I am based out of, and he's a functional patterns practitioner along with his partner in business. I was introduced to Scott when I came back from Mexico a couple months ago. I went to get a massage because my body was highly inflamed and uh, fairly crippled from sitting on a bus for multiple hours a day for about 10 days my mexico trip and my massage therapist friend as i was describing all of my deep rooted hip knee shoulder pain that had flared up again uh, and even my postural exercises weren't working quite as well as they normally do suggested i go see scott because functional patterns is such a specific training modality and integrated movement form that specializes in chronic joint pain. And as Scott and I were chatting, uh, realized that we had a lot of history in common with almost giving up on a fully embodied and active lifestyle in our late teens and early 20s due to just being in pain all the time, chronic joint pain and um, having some serious turning points in our early 20s when we made the decisions that uh, it wasn't possible and it wasn't reasonable for us to be crippled as adults that early uh, and did whatever we could to get out of pain and get back into enjoying life in a fully embodied fashion. So that's what Scott helps people with now. And we'll go through his journey and uh, his massive success and how he loves helping his clients get back to their lust and thirst for life through functional patterns and fully integrated embodiment practices. Thanks for doing this, Scott. Of course, Alex. Yeah. So this is new, right? We're in East Asheville. And if you could just walk people through your introduction, everyone tends to have their problem they overcame and right. how they landed in their current career trajectory, right. how to solve something for themselves first, usually. And that's the, the cultivating change part. And that's the fascinating part for me. Right. So could you walk people through how you found functional patterns. For sure. Yeah, so for me, it really kind of goes back to seventh grade when I started having knee pain. So uh, I can have a condition called Osgood Slaughters. So happens a lot to really active 
tall, fast-growing people, uh, especially males, and so cause a lot of pain right below the patella tendons or right at the bottom of the knee, and it was it was moderate to excruciating for uh, like so seven, you know. 12 years it's just like always always had it had to stop playing sports twice and do physical therapy for it because the pain was so bad i almost like literally popped like part of my but my tibia off of the tibia just pulling on it so much uh and i wouldn't i had to stop that was just super frustrating I was what age? Uh, so that was once was in seventh grade and then once was freshman year of high school. Yeah, early. So, yeah. Um, and I like being active and playing sports, and playing like playing basketball is what I love the most. And so it was like, you know, taking the thing that I love the most away from me, though it hurt to do, you know, I just always played through the pain. Yeah. yeah. And so I like, could, you know, that's just what I knew, what I knew to do. So eventually, so as I stopped growing, the pain did start to decrease some. Um, cause the, the bone was softer or was harder. So it wasn't moving as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so that's knee pain and, and issues. And whenever, hey, um, so whenever I was what, 24 at the time I was a certified personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotten certified in some, some trendy methods out there mm-hmm. that I knew what I was doing. And then I went on a pretty simple two mile run and, I tore my meniscus and I came back and my knee was just like blown up like a balloon. So at that point I started to reevaluate what I was doing um, on social media. I saw these results that functional patterns was putting out of people not moving well, and then of them like sprinting afterwards and just looking really fluid and happy, you know? So you knew of them early? Uh, somewhat like I, it, it's, it'd been like on the, I'd say like the backwaters mm. of social media. Like I would just like see a glimpse, but, it was always something that was different. And so nobody that I knew or no, even nobody that I followed even in the fitness interview was talking about it. And so it, it was always something that was kind of different. And then whenever I finally kind of needed it, I'd, I'd seen these results. I was like, okay, let me take a closer look at this. And it's like, okay, they say they get these results. Well, I was kind of ignoring some of the stuff they were doing before because I felt I like, oh, I don't, I don't need this. I don't need this. Like, okay, it's here. Um, so I, I was living in Forward, Texas at the time. So I drove three hours south to Austin, Texas, uh, and did a couple sessions there at Functional Patterns, Texas. And I could tell it was the medicine my body needed. So I sold my house in Fort Worth, quit my job, uh, moved down to Austin, uh, and did that to like rehab in my body and then relearn how to train my body and get certified in functional patterns, basically like full-time outside of working right. the job I had to, to finance that. Like that's, did you say it was, was it digital marketing or? Yeah. So like digital marketing sales. Yeah. 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 So that was an abrupt shift. So what had you, what had you seen them alleviate or what results were you seeing before you decided to do that? Like what did functional patterns, um, what were they showing? for their testimonial, so to speak. For sure. Yeah. I, I vividly remember one it's and funny cause some of it, I was inspired by these like 70 and 80 year olds, right. Who they had this video of this, this old woman, she was like 
struggling to go up these stairs. It was like clearly at her house, right? They were low stairs, but kind of kind of long, right? And so she was going real slow. And then, you know, that was the before and then the after. She's like gliding up mm-hmm. these stairs, moving. And part of me is like, okay, if someone at that age can make that change with their body, okay, that's interesting. And then seeing other people on like a self-propelled treadmill, like the one that's behind yeah. you right there, of, you know, people more, you know, in their 20s, 30s, who, you know, just maybe looked awkward or things seemed off for them. They had maybe like some back pain or some knee pain. And then watching the way they run, it's one of those things you just watch it and just like, wow, like that is so smooth. Right. And, and you can kind of see in their face, like how maybe they were wincing before at certain times. And then now it's just like, kind of like butter, right? Just, mm-hmm. And so that, and then even these, results standing posture results for people with like scoliosis right yeah um so those and just like the part of it as well the results were so wide ranging and then as well so i was like okay this does a lot for a lot of people it's not just a knee it's, thing. it's not just a knee thing right it does a lot for a lot of people and then i, I also see the specific result for my situation in this you know represented in this population so that also was like okay like that that seems like this will work for me and i didn't know what they did in the functional patterns like it's hard to tell online like right because it's, it's so different i didn't know yeah. i still don't fully understand so this yeah. might be a good time you moved down to austin and started yeah. training with that what is a synopsis of functional patterns and how is it different than something i would train like primal essential movements which is basically just the, the human movements so like squat deadlift mm. uh, push up pull up just the so, full compounds so right there yeah. sp- specifically is where we'd start so it's, it's interesting that you call those human movements so why right. do you call those human movements because you can't get away from most of them in your day-to-day life okay you squatting picking things up gotcha pulling yourself up gotcha obviously okay. push up and or push up and bench slash pull up are more specific and most people don't need to do those in their day-to-day life but the compound movements that are that train the motions and the kinetic chains that usually make you a little more adept at moving every day so to speak and obviously those are the broad ones that you can measure and that hit most of the muscle groups which is why um it's so simplistic and then obviously you build more complexity but those are the the good ones for people to measure usually so they don't have to, if they don't want to get super specific with um, like throwing motions or lunging, something like that. But okay. those are the foundation and then everything gets more interesting. Yeah. So, right. So what came up, I said that with you. Yeah. So like the, uh, that's where a lot of these things, like it start going down one path and the, the, like the, the logic makes sense, but at some point it seems to deviate. Mm-hmm. Right. And like the movements that make us human are standing, walking, throwing, running. Sure. Right. And so like, that's what differentiates us. And that's, that's how we move through space is we, we walk. Yeah. Right. And we stand on two feet, which is very different from the other, other creatures in this kingdom that we live in. And so making those mm-hmm. the primary things that we yeah. orient the training. I totally around. agree with walking. Yes. Yeah. Lots of walking emphasis. Yeah. But yeah. For, most people won't consider walking training which is a weird mindset thing i do totally that's like the de facto that usually i was doing um chat with um 
Bill Paravano, Nippon Guru. Okay. And that's actually apparently how you diffuse tension patterns before they store mm. after doing a hyper-specific like a martial art or mm. something like that where after everything you walk because your body will actually use that to diffuse tension patterns. So mm. not only is it the best thing for you metabolically and the easiest thing with the least amount of barrier, apparently it diffuses tension patterns too. Mm. So totally yeah. there you on the walking. Yeah. Well, and the thing about it is it's, it's, it's also not just that say, Hey, you know, functional patterns, we is training built for humans different than any other type of system because it prioritizes these things, standing, walking, throwing, and running that are the foundation of our movement. But it's also, it's not like that's, we just stand, we walk, we run, and throw. So we, we move to improve these things in a way that you can get the results that haven't seen mm-hmm. in, in other systems. Um, and so even, you know, you're talking about, hey, like walking so good for you. And for most people it is, but, and so you say the same thing for like sprinting. Like sprinting is going to be the, like the best exercise that you could do. However, if you don't run well, right. right? If that causes you pain, if, if things aren't working in your body together, like that's actually probably going to set you back more than it's going to set you forward. So I, I was just talking with a woman today who was frustrated because when she goes on walks, her knee gets inflamed, right? And it makes things worse. Hmm. And so she was excited to hear that, oh, like, well, maybe it's because of how I'm walking. Because so, she was thinking that maybe in some ways she was SOL, right? Like, okay, I can't really do anything. But like, oh, wait, walking is actually not good for me right now. I need to like bring it back and adjust some things and then improve from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's all built, right? All the, all the training is very integrated, right? Looking at every whole body as a system and you know, focusing on improving the whole system, the way it moves as well versus you know, getting fixated on symptoms. So most people in who get into functional patterns are motivated by some sort of pain or injury. Right. And so ideally, of course, you would get ahead of that. But that's that's how it is in life. Right. One of the things that yeah. till, till the motivation strong. Yeah. Enough, right. So really... you need to make the change because it's interfering with your quality of life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we're in style. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so most people get into it for something specific. And it's funny even talking to some of my friends are like, yeah, what, what about this? But like, oh, but I don't have pain. So like, I don't need to do that. I'm like. Before you have, the yeah, 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 like, yeah, okay. Well, this is this is also one thing that's very different with functional patterns. You'll, you'll see the people who use it, you know, 78 year old women who had knee replacement and need to, you know, learn how to walk again, right? Or Parkinson's, you know, um, results of you know, people who are basically stuck in a wheelchair and then they're standing up and you know, picking things up off a shelf. Like, what on earth? That's that's crazy. All the way to Olympic athletes, right? Or um, MMA champions, you know, and seeing that in, in the, you know, how it's a, an entire way of thinking and looking at the body mm. that can be applied to anyone, yeah, just anyone. And, and they can see profound changes. When did, when you got to Austin, yep. what did you start noticing in your body when you started or how long did it take? What was your process with that? Yeah. So, you know, always starting out with an assessment of seeing what's going on with the body. And so, you know, from just a postural assessment, you know, learned things like I had a rib cage shift to the left, uh, collapse right lat, uh, my chest is slight. So it would be like chest rotation right, hip rotation left, collapsed right lat. So it was kind of collapsed and twisted and tilted and, and then compressed through the knees and these things that I just wasn't even aware of that was right. happening in my body. Body is real good at 
getting through whatever and compensating however it has to to totally. get you going. <laughs> which, which is which is phenomenal. Which is it's, phenomenal. It's, I, I love that the body right. can compensate, right, and can, can, can yeah. find a way to, to kind of pick up the slack and, yeah. and continue to move. You know, that generally at some point that's going to lead. That's probably going to lead to some sort of right. issue. So, you know, long term. And so, yeah, saw these things, and then, in as I was walking, there was just about a bunch of jarring in my hips. Um, like my core was just disengaged. So my like my pelvis and my rib cage were just kind of sliding mm-hmm. all over the place. Like all these things, and it's like you know, at that time, I didn't. I looking at that like, okay, I don't like. What do you do about this? Right? Like, how do you? How do you? make it fundamental changes where you know a year and a half later i'm hopping on the treadmill and sprinting and like everything just looks different like just everything just looks different and so taking the first couple sessions some of the things that really decompressed and straightened out my spine it's also oh kyphosis as well so kyphosis lordosis right so a rounding of the upper back mm-hmm. and inward curve right of the lower back had noticed learned you know had that as well so i would call that lower cross and upper cross syndrome okay a kyphalordosis is or the symptoms you just described so rounding of your shoulders this tilting and then anterior pelvic tilt so the i think nasm calls it lower cross and upper cross syndrome okay but that's a much better phrase for it so i'll use that yeah 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 so that's that's like the as far as i understand like the most specific like anatomical kind of medical style term yeah. for it uh, so i had, had that as well so doing some things to decompress and straighten my spine up I just felt like i could breathe yeah like i even like wasn't even aware you know of uh, all this compression i was kind of feel like there's like this weight on my chest and i just getting things more stacked and opening up that rib cage to allow me to to breathe it was like it just literally took a bunch of stress, like my ability to deal with stress, like it just started to change like immediately. And that, and that was one of the biggest things as well was I was being put in all these really stressful situations and these stressful exercises. And then right being coached through it, how to, what adjustments to make and what my body needed and like feeling what, what is it like the, the good feeling, right. And, and this, the feelings are really intense, like really, really intense and being, like okay that's what okay that's what i need and going through that my stress response is so different now than before like my i my jaw used to like slide around and go up like almost like i was chewing gum and, and sliding around and i would get into stressful things that i can i can share a clip of like that happening pretty sure mine does that too actually now that you point yeah. that out it's a weird yeah weird little tick that i noticed yeah yeah cool. and uh, basically doesn't happen anymore. And that was, that was like a stress response. Is that your body trying to dissipate building tension? What's the purpose of that? Yeah, it's, and that's one of these things where I, I talk with my clients all the time. Like, we're like, hey, let's, we can go, some of these things are chicken and egg. Right. Right. And so we can. We can it doesn't matter if it right. goes away. Exactly. Like, right. that, that's, a, that's at the end of the day. Like, some ways, however you got it, like, they're going to do the same things. Right. right to, and so, and that's. That's it, it, it is insightful, definitely. Like for me, and that's sometimes like, okay, what led to right kaifa? Some of it being really tall, just a lot of it just just Bending kind of bending forward. forward. So that's like part of it. that's not all of it, right? But that's like part of it. And then just other times in my life where I was like really like bent over for long periods of time, like oh, this posture got ingrained in me. Okay, and so then 
having that awareness as then I, you know, outside of the training sessions, notice how I'm holding my body, how I'm adjusting, how I'm, <laughs> for how, literally how I'm washing the dishes, how I'm brushing my teeth, because the sinks yeah. feel low. I was going to gonna say sinks and phones are the times when I notice it. My lower back will usually signal it first. Yeah. Barking too much. So it's this yeah. for washing dishes and doing a phone. And it, thankfully I've gotten better at it, but it doesn't take long. Like you're in that position for minutes right. at a time without noticing it until something will start itching at you. Yeah. yeah. Over years. For sure. Right. Yeah. 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 So, just noticing things like that. So yeah, during my first couple sessions, just having some, some freedom of, of breath that I hadn't experienced. And it even, it just felt like it was igniting or reigniting like this kind of fire inside me where in some ways I'd kind of given up. I'd had this pain for so long. I was, you know, 24. I was like just becoming an adult and I tore my meniscus. So now it was in some ways worse than it had ever been. Like, and I was like, is this just it? Like, am I not going to be able to be active to go hiking, you know, to live in a place like Asheville where I go chase waterfalls and just jump in and like and without worry. And, and that was a, a big part of my, what I was, why I was willing to completely uproot my life for it is because I was like, okay, I like maybe, so, you know, ended up like for my testimonial you know, time, it was like a year and a half about, so some of the results happened faster than that. That's just whenever we documented it, you know? And so I was like, okay, take a year and a half of my life to like rebuild, relearn. And then it gives me 70 years, you know, right? Like ROI. That's pretty great ROI. And so of like being able to do the things that I want to do. Um, and I just, I just knew I had to, like, it was, for me, it was a non-negotiable um, people, my parents, uh, my girlfriend at the time, I don't think anyone under, really understood it, but that it wasn't about them. Like, you know, it was, it was about what I needed. Yeah. And, uh, and yes, yeah, so, but just like having this where I was just kind of down and out and just like, maybe this is just it. Maybe I can't be active. And that's what I love most for like the rest of my life. And I just didn't want to accept that, but I couldn't like, like, so I was looking for something that would give me the path right and yeah from everything i saw it i feel like i'm at least aware of basically every method and if, if i've not tried like basically every method out there and the, the results i got with fp i mean completely life-changing you know i i credit it with giving me my life back like just to have the just like just to live like like yeah. simple things like literally just the simple enjoy living. exactly right. and um so, I mean, the impact it made in my life immediately and then especially long-term has just been just absolutely invaluable. Yeah, I had a similar um, experience in middle school and high school. I was wearing massive knee mm. braces because I played tennis since mm. I was five oh, yeah. and then picked up cross-country in yeah. uh, middle school and continued playing tennis and both yeah. of those things, especially if you don't know how to run properly. And right. no one teaches you how to run in shoes properly because right. you kind of can't. Right. So now you got that whole, that yeah, whole thing so too. Yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. blew my knees out. I had to wear huge knee braces. Right. When I was 17. When I got into college, I basically wasn't active because it wasn't worth the pain, frustration, mm. hassle, uh, lack of range of motion, just everything around it. And right. I the same thing. I was like, wait, I'm my early 20s. This can't be right. This right. can't be the like, 
I mean, some people will be like, enjoy it while it lasts, and then you'll get old. And yeah, like, like no. I don't subscribe to that. No, that's not what or I want. Mom gave me Born to Run. And yeah, that yeah. was the intro where I was like, oh, maybe I'm just doing everything wrong. <laughs> yeah. So tried that. That got rid of... It's pretty dramatic whenever you have to wear two huge knee mm. braces for years in every race and still have pain. Mm. And then you just start retraining yourself on how to walk right. and then run in minimalist shoes. Yeah. And you're like, this can't do anything. Like it's right. just this much something. Right. And then it does. Yeah. Like, okay. What else am I not doing functionally correct right. to what my body is expecting that will dramatically change the way I am able to enjoy life? Totally. And it was basically everything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, running was the the kicker for me because mm. that is my uh not a whole lot of things that feel like running through the woods oh, totally. barefoot. Yeah, yeah. It's just or on a beach, uh yeah. just like ecstasy almost. Just, yeah, that, that freedom, freedom. Like in that it's you know, kind of viewing the sprint as like the fullest expression of like being human yeah. in some ways. Like it's it's the fullest expression of human movement for right. sure. I mean there's other things that look like a lot cooler, yeah. right? But it's not like I mean, they're humans doing it, but like, there's just something about that that sprinting that just like it, you just feel it, and everything's everything turns yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. of your adaptive stress hormones, your heart rate—you lose track of anything you were thinking about prior. Right. Like ultimate dialed-in focus flow stress. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a trip. Can't be done for that long, but right. yeah, it's a good uh, good reset if you're having a. It's the only thing that will get me out of an anxiety attack. And I haven't had mm. one in a while. Or a panic attack. Right. Sprinting. Same mm. thing as ice bath, right? Mm. It's like your body does not have a chance to worry about mm. anything else if you're right. going to fall on Yeah. Yeah. Your adrenaline kicks up and gets you out of that pretty quickly. Yeah. And that's one of those things as well of like, it's been a, definitely a big process for me of like learning to deal with stress mm. is I, I definitely used to have, I mean, I used to get panic attacks. And, you know, at one point I was put on SSRIs and I could, I took those for a little bit, but I, could, I stopped taking them because I could, like, I just, something in me knew that it just wasn't solving the root cause, but none of my doctors were saying anything about that, of, like, what it could be. I was doing some counseling, that like, doing a little bit, but I just felt like there was something out there. And, you know, even finding that a lot of times what I would do is, put more stress on myself in reaction to my stress, right? And so, like, I did it with, like, cold brew coffee for a little while. Because yeah. when you're stressed out, stress feels good. Right. When more stress feels good. And so, caffeine, like, the coffee, the caffeine from, especially cold brew, yeah. like, real strong yeah. stuff. And Inject. so, I was doing that. I did, you know, like, ice baths for a while. Um, and I, I'll still, you know, I love jumping in cold water, and especially, you know, here in the mountains. But I find that, a lot of times the cold water just puts me in a heightened stress state, like ongoing, like that it doesn't, you don't come back from that. It. I don't actually come There's back no from hormetic it. response because it's the body. Like the, the, the world we live in now is there's so much more stress than there used to be. Right. And we're like every day, right. You know, have so many more inputs yeah. than, you know, people a generation ago yeah. had. And if you, if you go back, it's, it's wild. And so like, that's kind of, that's one of those things with, I, I just see it so much, like online with like like like, like ice bath, All like the pollution, and I'm like, I mean, it can help, right? Right? Um, but it's the, the the biggest 
thing, the question that I ask me is things like, is it really changing something? Like you can definitely, if, like, if you need something right now, yeah. right, totally. Like I, I understand that everyone, you need to have to have something when something comes up and you need to, you need to be able to handle it. And, and that's what you, that's, that's a tool you have. Um, right. Yeah. If it's training, if it's helping you deal with stress better and you return to baseline quicker from general life things happening because you do that and it helps you get back to homeostasis faster. Right. 100%. Right. But if you're, if you become addicted to it or right. if it's not transporting you to handling your neurology and your nervous system better day to day life. Right. Is, is it doing what you want it to? Right. Sauna is a little bit nicer because it's a yeah. more relaxed state and it mimics exercise a little right. more. So it's the same. Your body is uh, having a similar response and usually it, you can slowly come out of it. Right. Ice bath is definitely uh, an abrupt. I mean, a lot of people do it just to um, just to be able to handle something like that. Right. For a, a, but I think like thirty to forty five seconds with like freezing cold is right. a little better than some people just see how long they can do it. I'm right. Like, That's a delayed stress response. <laughs> now you just kind yeah. of torture yourself a little bit, totally. but teach their own. Yeah. And one of the the things with that I, I think about. And we, talk about all the time in FP is like the context mm -hmm. of it, right? So like you learn and with all the exercise on the work that, that we do, it's like you learn how to move in context, right? To how your shoulder moves in context to your hips, right? And how everything works together that way. And how, you know, if you think about the said principle, specific adaptation to an opposed demand, right? And so is, Can you say that slower said, once more? Yeah. The said principle, yeah. a specific adaptation to an imposed demand. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So if you say like squats are going to get you stronger at running, it's like maybe. Maybe. Right? That's not actually right. like those are different contexts. Yeah. And so you see, you can say that there, but then even you know, taking that same approach, I, you know, it's because even the way that looking at the body with FP and thinking about training, everything is completely like reframed the way that I just yeah. even look at the world and look at my, just look at my life and something like an ice bath. I'm like, okay, is this learning how to, you know, react better to this super intense stress that comes kind of coming out of nowhere? Yeah. Like, is that actually a context that I need to learn? And, and so, so for some people, like, I, I mean, I imagine probably like, you know, uh, people who are in one that then it go both, both ways. Super high stress jobs. Okay, is the more stress good, or, or maybe they really are learning to adapt. And right. so it's just, it's just one of those things. I at least want to, I at least like people to think about because I definitely see people who are addicted to the stress yes. of it and aren't actually getting any benefit right. from something like an ice bath. An ice bath is like an easy one to like yeah. pick, yeah. right? As well, it's like that's yes. it's like the the cultural biohacking thing right now. And so it's yeah. an easy one to to look at. And there, that's the same true about so many different behaviors sure as well and so like that's 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 part of it is why why also i, I kind of you heard ice bath i was like okay let me let me let's talk about this a bit. It's, it's a behavior the right? said principle uh i like principle of specificity from basic personal training which is your body will adapt to exactly exactly what you ask it to do which is why i mean cross training works to some degree but if right. you're running and you want to transition to like mountain biking. Like I noticed this, if I run all winter on a treadmill and then get on my bike right? and I'm just like, Oh no, this still sucks. <laughs> like it's just a completely different movement. And right. You didn't adapt to it. You adapted to running. So yeah. you're like cardiovascular VO2 will carry over through right. everything, but those yeah. muscle chains, like 
the body is so efficient, becomes so efficient, and so good at exactly what you ask it to. Right. Yeah, you have to do everything to some degree if you want to keep being efficient at everything. Totally. Yeah. And and at times you'll, you'll I mean you'll get trade offs then, right? Because if you're trying to get efficient at everything, yeah, you're gonna you're, you're, not, you're basically not. Right. And that's even something I think about. And training and all of you know people come to me like i want to do handstands i'm like cool handstands are fun they're they're awesome like they're great they're, they're cool to do however like you say you have this back pain right so let's at the very least let's address that like to a point where it's gone it's not coming back for a simple future there's not gonna have any issues and then we can start talking about some yeah. of these other things and that's you know it if you want to try something right like hey because I, I like to do it every once in a while it's like oh i haven't done a handstand even though i used to practice them right before i got into fp i just go see if i can just throw you know throw myself up into one hold it for a bit see how it feels like huh that kind of feels better than this felt before huh. and i don't even practice that okay cool well then i'll just like i'm not going to keep doing the handstands because right. actually it's other stuff that's translating then and then and again it's like priority like i want to just be able to to live my life and move 16 cubic yards of mulch right you know <laughs> that is a good test of yeah. uh, a functional functional movement yeah it's can you not injure yourself and can you actually feel efficient at moving 16 yards of cubic mulch <laughs> yeah, yeah that's everything if if you're there's not many things i can think of that's a good test of all planes of motion range right mobility extensibility other than like mulch yeah because there's so much twisting Right, squats built in. Yeah, there's a chance for lower back to get injured everywhere. Totally, because yeah. so much there's so much you know, torque and leverage. And raking, yeah, it's a good other way for like core stability. Like right. people will notice weird things pop up in their body raking because you yeah. never do that. All those small stabilizing muscles all at once for so long. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so just like learning how to create leverage to make. Shoveling, I mean, because you could shovel that long, you want to make it as easy as possible for yourself. It's like loading up the wheelbarrow, property, unloading it, right? So, like, how can I do that with, you know, move as efficiently as possible? Because that's that's what I want to do. I, the more efficiently I move, the less energy I use, the more energy I have, mm-hmm. right? And so, I've literally felt during FP training sessions that I feel like I'm literally downloading energy because of the like i will do something like that feels so well i can now do that if i do that it basically frees up energy for me to like blank 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 and it's such a crazy feeling of like doing it like i I, like feel it sounds like a dynamic or a moving meditation almost yeah qigong and tai chi have that same but it's the movements are designed to do that so you're almost expecting it but the more um uh, the the finding that you can do that when right. you're not intentionally doing would be way more interesting. Yeah, yeah, the self discovery part of it. Yeah, yeah, and and as well, one thing I definitely appreciate about FP is my my background or my college degree as well as in mechanical engineering, mm-hmm. and so having like a clear understanding of the mechanics, right, and how much that impacts things, right, and so. Uh, making things that are things are ends up things that end up being pretty black and white right so like oh i don't you know i'm to get more energy i move more efficiently and create better leverage 
okay, cool. Like, okay, I, I, I get, sense. I track logically, that, right, logically. Sense. And, and like, there's, I, I definitely understand, you know, the, you know, this electromagnetic world that we live in. And there's these things about energy that I understand. I understand that I don't understand, right, everything about it. And what I really appreciate is it, it's, to me, it's very tangible and clear going through like biomechanics, right, and improving that, and the, like the utility and the value and like the results I get. It's like, and that's and that's to me what you know what keeps me around and keeps me learning and keeps me working with clients this way. It's because it it works, right? And at the end of the day, like yeah. that's what I care about, right? And so I've. I've had I've spent a lot of money learning a bunch of things that I've literally thrown out the window because yep. they didn't work. And so I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> I'm you know I'm willing to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to do it. Um, and maybe at some point there's something else, right? That's like does all the things like that better. But as system wise, I certainly haven't right haven't found it. Yeah. So we have a ton of different specific machines around. I'll get some some clips of these things. But yeah. Are there core specific movements or patterns that you train clients regularly regardless of context or is it always hyper customizable and problem specific yeah it's a really good question so there's like kind of two answers to that i can take anyone through the same exercise it can be completely different for each person okay. um so if your spine bends curves one way yeah. and somebody curves the other the framework of the exercise is going to look the same so you can say, hey, we're going to do a standing neutral posture. Well, to get you more aligned, if somebody's twisted the other way, y'all are going to have to do the opposite thing, right, to, to achieve that. And so there's there's that as one. Um, and then, yeah, so I mean, a lot of it is training contralateral, right? Contralateral reciprocation. So left leg goes forward, right arm goes forward, right leg goes back, left leg goes back, right? So it's like when you run, right? And so movements to help build in stability in these patterns. So like a, a step press, a step back row mm -hmm. are super common. If you look on uh, social media, like you'll see those movements pretty frequently. Mm -hmm. um, and there are things you can, you can layer and scale and modify in infinite ways. Mm -hmm. uh, and so those are good ones to go to, go to cause then they, they get the whole body working, right? Especially cross body. Yeah. And there's just so much value to have the, right and the left and the right talking to each other yeah um and so getting some of that for a lot of people even just kind of t waking them up mm. a little bit to the way that they're moving and getting the sides talking to each other and you know talk about like hemisphere synchronization i was gonna throw it in there if you didn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's yeah having having that um and then one thing i definitely like to work with people on is a pendulum as well and so that's going to be different you know it, like the way we create a pendulum it's gonna be different for what they need, but using that to teach them body, to teach the body rhythm yeah. of like a swinging of a weight, and yeah. yeah, and so basically almost looking like a grandfather clock in some ways of having that big pendulum swinging because that's gonna teach you timing and rhythm. So my rhythm for like dancing or staying on beat has gotten so much better from swinging weights, and I've also gotten stronger, more dynamic, and I can like. Uh, not a great example here while I'm sitting down. Like I can throw punches. I've, I've never like punched, but uh, that where you can like hear the air in the punch. And I have this elastic recoil. Yeah. A lot of that comes from swinging, right? Mm -hmm. And 
there's even that the swing that happens in the leg and in the arms whenever we run. And so yeah. I think it all it all comes back. But training in some of that elasticity, yeah. right? That that recoil into the tissue. Okay. Yeah. So it does bridge you the, would you say functional patterns as far as you found is the modality that bridges and ties movement together? So form of cross training almost? Like what else could you think of that would improve so many more aspects of your life? Like people do that with cross right. CrossFit is supposed to do that. Right. There's so many so much injury in CrossFit as well. Yeah. Um, but, I, I did CrossFit for right. a number of years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So is this sort of the the best that you found for Totally. I, yeah, totally. I will go swimming mm-hmm. and I'm like, when did I get better at swimming? <laughs> like what? Like literally, like it's, it's things like that. Um, even things like there's a right up the road from here, there's like a rope swing. And, um, I used to be like, I, I remember in college when I tried to do a rope swing and I like fell off of it. Like I couldn't hold on to it. I couldn't keep my core on. I didn't have like the grip. Like just, but my upper body, my lower body was like disconnected. It was just floppy, and you'll see that if somebody does a rope swing, right. like their legs will just drop, right, and then they'll just swing and like it, see it. Yeah. It was a failed video, right? right? I'll do that. Uh, and literally just doing that, just like my confidence, swinging on the rope swing, and getting it, and like going higher, and just having much more ownership of my body mm. and its its capabilities to where I can just, I just kind of have more of a no oh i can go do that and it's gonna be you know it's gonna work out well but a lot of times i still surprise myself at times whenever i'm like trying something it's like huh okay like more trust in your yeah body like even so with my knees like i i did some jujitsu a couple classes like this is really cool i like this then i tore my meniscus i was like okay i'm not like this is not the thing for me and then i've done you know, I've done a couple months of jujitsu, and I don't even—I don't think about it. Like, you know, with my with my knees or my issue, because I also part of it is I feel the connection, and I feel like it's a lot. I feel I feel more slippery in jujitsu, and I'm six foot five, lanky with super long legs. Like, I'm not a quick moving, like yeah. you know, agile you know person, but like with my ability to use my whole body together in in jujitsu, like I. People, you know, I've had people try and like crank my arm or my mm-hmm. leg or something, and I, you know, of course I'd get 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 got yeah. sometimes. But a lot of times I was like surprised, and like, nope, like that's you know not happening. And huh. I could like contort my whole body and just kind of create whatever I needed and use leverage in some way. Um, and I've, I've never trained for jujitsu, but it's like, oh, I, I know what together yeah feels like my body because that's also jujitsu the whole point is to try to isolate right a body part isolate a joint right and so oh, wow. yeah. yeah well put okay uh tell me about the tell me about your business yeah and regenesis regenesis collective yeah so regenesis collective is yeah thank you so you credit my fiance soon to be wife yeah. less than a month carrie yeah. uh, soon to be smith uh, <laughs> is also a practitioner and she's yeah. like a business owner with me so um, really in the business currently what we're offering is private and group training with functional patterns method, uh, methodology. So that's the main thing right now that we have and we're creating more and always expanding. We just added another group class. So we have more of those now. And the, the vision for it is to have a, a training space 
that has basically all the tools that that you need to really achieve like next level health. Yeah. And so, you know, having really good water, mm-hmm. you know, definitely be a part of that. You know, having things like saunas, having access to body work, you know, potentially like acupuncture or different things that all these things that are integrated, you know, health, wellness, fitness, working together. And then as well, even like local food, mm-hmm. right? And just understanding how all these different pieces, right, play together to, you know, have, you know, a, a regenesis to regenerate, right? Mm-hmm. There's, in college, I was a huge degenerate, right? Yeah. And so I spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of time not trying to, you know, work to be a regenerate, yeah. right? And I still notice that I have some degenerative tendencies. Mm-hmm. And I've certainly found that it's so much easier to regenerate whenever you're around other people doing the same or having somebody else who's farther along the path and, and knows more about what it takes and whatever kind of their modality of that of that is because in the general culture there's so much like it's 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 easy just to fall back into right just the the general standard american way of living default mode network right exactly yeah, yeah it's so it's so easy to it's do. so pervasive exactly yeah and so that's that's one of the big things as well as just letting people know, hey, there's this other way of living. You're probably doing it some. You probably want to do it more. And it's not easy to do alone. Right. It's really hard to do without a community, to do without a support network, to do without a place to go, to do without somebody there to, to guide you. Yeah. Right? And, cause then, and also without understanding what it takes. Because yeah. a lot of people don't have clarity right, on what it takes to really make these changes, how long it might take type of support that they might need um, and type of like ups and downs that may come. And if they're going through for the first time trying to do this, they're not going to have the experience and they'll, and if if they're not expecting these things and don't know what's going to be part of it, like sometimes just give up because they didn't, they didn't know. Oh, I realized this was going to be hard or like I was gonna have to make this decision. It's like, and so just kind of creating that blueprint that, you know, not to say that Carrie and I have it all figured out, right? That's part of it as well. Like, hey, collective. Like, we want other people, like, here to be part of this. We've got, excuse me, our modalities that that we bring and and kind of our lifestyle as well. It's like Carrie and I, you know, don't drink, um, really don't do any drugs. And it's like that sober lifestyle and having that be like, hey, this is out there. This is something people do. And, you know, having this space to come around the uh our what I, I would say like our, our greatest common denominator. I was so funny, I was at a, a country concert one time um with Kevin Fowler. I don't know if you listen to country music and you know who he is. He was on stage bragging about how he has like the Guinness Book of World Records for the most songs with the word beer in the title. Right. <laughs> and I'm here and I'm in my hometown of Fort Texas at Billy Bob's Billy Bob's Texas, world's largest honky tonk, all these, you know, all this fun stuff. I'm sitting there, I'm looking around, like, we're literally uniting right now around our lowest common denominator. Like, this is literally, you know, just like, let's get drunk. Like, that's, and like, this is, our, this is like the lowest. Yeah, sure, everyone's going to get, you know, these people can get on board, but it's, it's, it's easy. And so, part of, for me, you know, is calling to people and saying, like, hey, let's come together around our, like, our, our greatest common denominator, highest common denominator like around who we want to be and how we want to show up, right? And 
having the support to make that easier because it's it's not easy. no environment's everything yeah, yeah accountability support environment makes well that's why there are so many collectives now, right <laughs> Appalachian Water Collective right farming collectives because you need the community uh, because it's you run out of energy very quickly as a lone wolf yeah like most people who are entrepreneurs myself included you want to just be accountable to yourself. Right. And then what does it take? Two years for me to be like, oh, this is nearly impossible by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just because it's really easy to slip back into old habits, old lifestyle, default mode network because it's right outside your door. So yes. you don't have the people, right? You yeah. have a um, compilation of your five closest friends. So yeah. your intimate community has so much sway over you. So yeah, choose your environment very carefully. Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah. Um, what is the, so in five years, yep. what do you want the the collective to be, so to speak? Or I, that's probably way too far. <laughs> in a year, what do you want it to be? Yeah, so uh, in a year, I, I suspect we'll, we'll have a commercial space that we share with some other, like, you know, body workers, practitioners. We want to have, uh, and some of the things aren't necessarily going to be immediately, right, that, in that first year, sure. but. And I had like a store, a little bit of a storefront where, you know, sell like some barefoot shoes, right? Yeah. Love barefoot shoes. All I wear, all I've worn for a while. Um, and so, you know, have some of those available to people and, you know, have more community events mm-hmm. for sure. And have that in-person expand group classes. We'd love to have other, you know, certified functional patterns practitioners as well, yeah. like come into the space. Like that's, that's a part of our vision is... It's, you know, like for Carrie and I coming out here, we have to start our own business. Like yeah. there's not, you know, you, if you get certified, I've talked with people about this who are interested in getting certified. I'm like, just so you know, like there's only a couple gyms around the world that are functional patterns gyms that are hiring for functional patterns practitioners, right? Who have built up the capacity where they need to bring more people in. So likely you're going to need to go start your own business. And if, as you, even if you're a trainer at a, at a commercial gym, like, like a normal gym, you're going to have to like, do it yourself yeah. in, in some way. And so creating, you know, a space for people who want to do this work, mm-hmm. you know, and come and say, great, hey, you want to work? We've got a spot for you. Yeah. We, want, we want it to support you so you can live right, a life that is you know, allowing you to be on the same path, right? And so support yourself in, in, in a way that's going to allow you to show up right for the clients and, and grow this just the same way that, you know, that Carrie and I yeah. want to. Um, so not sure how that with other practitioners timeline for that. Cause no one, the only one's entire state of North Carolina. Jeez. Uh, really? Yeah. I was like, you guys want to be able to take vacations at some point. I'm assuming. <laughs> it's, it's about getting there already. So just went yeah, full time at the beginning of the year and um, already a little bit past my the average I want to keep. But right now, especially getting married, I'm like, let's hey, bring it on. Let's do the work. Yeah, you yeah. Know, let's, right. let's bring it in. And, and also, as we're still continuing to build the business, right. right, get the name out there, out there more with, and yeah. showcase the results. Because again, at the end of the day, that's what people want is the result. And so that's what, yeah. you know, want to get them and have a, a good portfolio. What's the most common thing people come to you with? Lately, it's been back pain. Okay. It's like low everybody, back pain? Yeah, low back pain. It's like basically everybody has, yeah. has some low back pain. Um, so, I uh, just posted a little something uh, yesterday, and I'll have a more of the result coming out soon with a man who's been driving two hours to come come see me. Um, in three months, uh, completely decompressed his back. His back looks com- so different. 
he'd experienced low back pain for like 10 to 20 years, nerve, nerve pain in his quad for, I think at least five, uh, back pain gone, nerve pain, 90% gone. And he had tried like chiropractors. He's a massage therapist himself. Like he'd done massage. He'd done, I can't remember the list of all the things he had done and hadn't gotten leave from lasting change. And we worked together for, for three months and he looks and moves like so differently and just is he's so much happier that's that's always that's the thing i love to see is like the it's basically the more people come to see me the happier person they are and that is like vitality comes back yeah Yeah, low back pain kind of makes everything suck a little more yeah yeah it just drowns out your exuberance for life because it stems into everything yeah yeah i if I'm not careful and I don't do postural work in the morning, right. or if I'm just especially get up and drive, like mm. it's gonna be a bad day. My lower back will let me know. Yeah, one hundred percent. Scoliosis didn't help. Doesn't help right. at all. So it compresses. Feels like it compresses so much more quickly. Yep. Uh, than if I didn't. But yeah, yeah the the mornings are non-negotiables mm. for that. Just for my not hating everything during the day from yeah. being in pain. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's the most common, but I mean, we, we work with, yeah, basically all issues, yeah. scoliosis, knee pain, shoulder pain. Uh, I mean, I, I can't even like list it all right now, what yeah. people come to us with. Yeah. You know, <laughs> look at here, some of the right. myofascial chains, because uh, it's all connected. So treating right. a system like it's gonna, it, it just makes fundamental foundational changes. In, in people's bodies and getting them yeah, feeling moving in ways that they didn't know were possible for the most part. What would you say if to get someone paying attention to what their body felt like mm. for most people, I assume most people at this point, because of the amount of sitting and driving right. people do probably um, rounding of the upper back, right. maybe a little anterior pelvic tilt, so right. butt sticking out. Yeah. What are some easy things that you do or that you recommend people can easily do in the morning just to correct posture a little bit, just to see where they're at and how much better they could feel during their day just from that? Yeah. So one of the the simplest things is myofascial release. So where you use something like a lacrosse ball or, you know, a hard medicine ball or something like a Theracane, right? And different tools like that. You find an area that's really tight and dense on the body and you lay on it or apply pressure to it for at least two minutes. Uh, and you want to be somewhere on a scale of one to 10, one, you can do it all day, 10, freaking out, get me out of here now. About a six or a seven, yeah. um, probably around a six where it's going to be uncomfortable, uh, but you can breathe through it and you can allow your body to, to open up and make changes. Yep. That's that guy. So, and that's an almost cry every time with a cross ball. Yeah. So a lot of times when you find it, something that can make you grimace or kind of, you know, pulling your breath a little bit, that's usually a good sign that the area is wanting some attention. Um, and so for those people who are sitting and, you know, and sitting is going to be a lot of hip flexion, you know, and then rounding through here, the upper quad. So just below the hip on the front side of the leg, uh, get a, if you can get a hard medicine ball there, like it's going to be intense yeah. and it might, you might even not feel anything. You might be so locked down and calcified the mm. tissue that, it's kind of numb for a bit and it, it'll take some time to wake up and bring some sensation back. Uh, so that's, that's an, an easy one. I had a, a neighbor who did some MFR on his IT band and he was talking about how he couldn't feel it. He couldn't use it. It was just dead. 
and like we did it he left his sessions like i can actually feel my leg again like skew like what is happening you know <laughs> yeah. and it's it's just one of those things like people just like don't know and sometimes how sometimes how simple things can be for if you have the right tool yeah yeah so mfr most people in front of the quads you gotta find a lot of stuff there um and Otherwise, you know, practicing something like a standing neutral, mm-hmm. um, which there's, if you, you want to learn about functional patterns, the 10-week course is a fantastic place to start. Um, has a lot, lot I mean, just so much good information. I go back to it all the time mm-hmm. to, to continue to, to use and to refresh my memory on how some of these pieces work yeah. together. And so standing neutral posture isn't there. Um, and you know, just kind of teaching your body how to stand in a way where you're, you're standing and you have your whole body mm. on and supported. Um, I, for most people, if, kind of if you do a check-in and you try to stand, you're probably going to feel really tight in your um, the hip flexors yeah. in the front. You're probably not going to feel your glutes, like your butt, supporting right. you and actually stand, holding you up. And that's the largest muscle in your body. It's yep. the foundation of our movement is the, is the butt. And if your butt's not really working, that's going to, right, conversations are going to start to come up. Yeah. So... I mean, just even that. My my favorite position is a stagger stance in the morning to turn the turn the legs on. So it's like a unilateral one leg front, one leg yeah. back, loading into that front glute. Yep. And just finding that, like, all right, there's my glute. And then I can take that with me throughout the day. Right. So that's a great piece. Yeah. So almost uh, making making that conscious mind body connection so that you can feel it the rest of the day. Totally. In the morning, I always do hip thrusts. Gotcha. Uh, slowly and first thing in the morning and then um, some sort of uh, external rotation because I have so much forward rotation just so I can establish that connection with my butt so that it pulls back under so I can actually feel it and it supports me because I do have such hard anterior pelvic rotation if I'm not paying attention and just to get myself aligned but I wonder is there a more neutral thing to do that would help your body train that neutral position in the morning opposed to always so i'm doing that because i know i compensate the other way right. so i'm trying to pull it back yeah, yeah. but is that the best thing or is there a more neutral thing that would be better to do so it's like saying for you or in ge- so if someone's doing that if they're sort of waking up the muscles they know are weak underactive or should be centering a little more is that establishing that connection the best thing or is there a more full body way to do that opposed to sort of isolating things they know are weak? Yeah. So this is, I'd say like, yes. And cause yeah, right. definitely right. If you, you know, so if you're rounded through the upper chest, probably releasing, right. The pec is going to be yeah. you know, really helpful. And then strengthening. Uh, sometimes the word strengthening is, not most accurate right. word, but getting the tissue in like the lower trap in the rhomboids to in su- the lats to support the shoulder mm. in a nice open, broad posture without. I think we went over this last time, right? Yeah, without like pulling the shoulders all the way right. back where the shoulder blades are about to touch each other, um, and then and without being in that round that most people are. So a lot of times you're using mirror to see kind of what neutral is right what neutral should feel like and what it should feel like and, and that's yeah and that's a process and it's going to feel awkward right like and that's that's the interesting thing i'd like a meme that i show people about to explain explain that on basically you're going to feel awkward whenever you're standing more aligned it's not going to feel straighter to you right. it's going to feel like you're tilting off to the side and it's actually going to be 
it'll be straighter. I mean, it's going to take your body some time to figure out that actually that's what it feels yeah. feels like. Um, and so have, having a mirror for that, but I mean, so many of like the fixture posture stuff, it's like shoulders down, back, head forward, you know, or tuck the chin and right. just, it's, they look at some of the pieces, but not necessarily how the pieces fit together. And, and some of it, I know it's like simplistic. It's a, it's a YouTube tutorial, right? And so that, that's part of the, the challenge of mm-hmm. you know, some of this advice that people are getting. It's so generic mm-hmm. that it's not like, yeah. actually hyper contextualizes always right? <laughs> what you need because you're exactly. going the other way in, entirely in the 10 week course. It's, that's one of the big differences. And it is like, you know, as Natty is going through, it's like, if, it's like, if this, then that, if right. this, then that. And so people don't always want to take that accountability and learn themselves what their body needs, but it's, Right. their body it's so it's you know it's like up to you if you want to you know invest in yourself and this body that you're going to live in for your entire life and if mm-hmm. you want to feel better and be stronger and you know, experience cognitive enhancements you know mm-hmm. decrease your mm-hmm. stress like there's it's all out there and available to you um and it can it can take you know some time to learn yeah. and to do and so i mean that's why I think the, that FD is growing so much is because people want help. They, they want the result, but they, they want the help with it because it's, yeah. it's not the simplest thing. And right. I, I, I have people with that, like, oh, I've just got this one little thing. Like, I don't think I need that much help. You told me you've been experiencing that for 10 years, 20 years. Like, you think you, like is it going to be that simple to change? Like, maybe it's a small thing, but it's going to take time. There's, it's likely deeper and there's other things going on in the body. Mm-hmm. And so just, especially here in Asheville, it's better than say other places, but also uh, people wanting someone else to fix them, like, like wanting a, a doctor to fix you, right? Just like, mm. you know, write your prescription, like have them take a magic pill and be done, right? Externalizing authority. Exactly. Responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Versus like taking yeah. responsibility, accountability, like, oh, I got to learn. I got to change my diet. I got to change my sleep. I got to, right. Whatever, whatever. Well, it, it's the hard route, but it also gives you all the power back. It, yeah, it, you, yeah, your power, you know, you can say sovereignty yeah. as well, right? Because not, sure. not reliant on, on these other pieces. And, I mean, certainly in my experience, it's the most rewarding. And, yeah, you get power and you get freedom. And it's it's that, it's like, it's the freedom that comes with responsibility. Right. Because like, you, now. You got to say freedom through discipline. Yeah, whenever yeah. you decide, like, oh, I'm taking responsibility for this. Okay, well, I can't really blame other people now. I can't say that doctor, even even if the history is, I thought this doctor was going to do something for me and they didn't. Okay, well, I can be mad at them or I can figure it out. Yeah, for so my- it still doesn't change anything for you and your body if you're <laughs> mad at them and you're just stacking biochemicals on top of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it always comes back to you. You have to live with yourself. Yes. Yeah. yeah so, like, my hips when I'm meditating still scream at me. Mm. Like, the most annoying thing do you sit on the pillow if i'm in yoga like a class i will just so i can get through it right but i would like to be able to not sit on the pillow Mm, but they're so the um flexors are so tight and i do a good amount of extension i don't actually know why that popped up in that but those lingering things that have happened for years right like i should really do something focused and dedicated to try to either figure out if they're compensating which i'm sure they are right or 
if I'm just doing something repetitive on a daily basis. Like I do yeah. do a lot of driving, so right. they're always crunched. Yeah. Yeah. Even with however much extension, the opposite I do, it's, yeah. it's an everyday thing. It never really goes away. And it's a constant reminder that I always have to mm. pay attention, take responsibility for how yeah. my body is telling me it is. And, and, and I hear things like that as somebody saying, oh, I've done, you know, I understand it's like a it's a meditation yeah. position, right? But you're saying like I've done yoga and I've done this and I've experienced this. How long? It's been a bit, like okay. seven, eight years. Seven, eight years. Yes, yeah, like always notice that in this position, and so you know, at times it's like, okay, hey, like, is what you're doing working for you? Right. Right. And it can take some people some time to realize that some things that they were doing, like. Yoga. I mean, that happens for a number of clients. Mm-hmm. Is they'll do some sessions with me or with Carrie, or the happy practitioner, um, and then they'll go to yoga. And they'll. I mean, I've had people literally come back to me like, "So in yoga, I was told to do this and this, but that seems to literally disconnect the body in the way that we've specifically been working on." Like, how does yoga? How do these two like, fit? Well, like they, they really don't because. Sure, there's probably some yoga teachers out there, right, who are you know better and keep the body connected. But like the general thing about the positions and the exercises and the movements are not really gonna. Like, That's been my experience. Yeah. That's why I don't go that that much. Yeah. And I find the um, the presence work and the breath work far more impactful. Right, but. Uh, Whenever someone's like, why don't you go to yoga more? I think you benefit because I feel more disconnected. Mm-hmm. And it actually uh, cripples me for longer than mm-hmm. an intense weightlifting session. Mm-hmm. Just that static hold isometric. Yeah. Um, and I don't get what I wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. So it's, I will either get the presence and the breathing. Although right. if I'm trying to keep up with the, the instructor, sometimes I don't even do that. So. Right. It's a weird combo, but I've never once felt more fully synchronized and connected after yoga. Mm. Very strange. And that's probably, maybe that's a more masculine thing, but probably not. <laughs> no. Like, Carrie will tell a story. She did, or she, was, she used to be a yoga teacher. And she started to invite people to the RYC 200. And, um, and she did, like, an FP thing one morning a little workout and felt some things she went to yoga class that night and really felt everything the work she just done being unwound un- undoing it she went home and she cried because she knew that was her last yoga class ever like and just done so something that had been for a period of her life like her like what you know basically a huge part of her personality right who she was and community and all these things there are fantastic things about it like in the community oh, yeah. right in the presence in the mindfulness like those are fantastic yeah. things and at this point in time like there's really not functional patterns gyms or something else where you can go and you can get the same those same things mm-hmm. but get the movement piece right. right as well so that's part of it with our with what we do is before beginning of our classes, we you know we do some little check ins with everybody. Hey, let's come let's come into our body right now. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's take a moment. You know, let's let's arrive here before we start just like yeah. getting at it. And then having a community and 
those things are going to be super hard to give up whenever, whenever they become like part of your routine. You've done them for years. You know these people. They're your friends. Yeah. And then they say like, why did you stop doing yoga? Why are you telling me yoga is bad for me? Like all these, all these things. And, um, and at the end of the day, always for me, I leave it up to other people to, to decide, right? Yeah. Like you live, you can live your life, right? And that's, that's the great thing. You're going to do what you want to do. If you're going to, of course, if you're going to come to me and say, I want these things now, it's like, okay, let's talk about it. Right. Let's like, because my whole job is to get you what you want. Right. And it might take some awareness of some things that you're doing that are hindering, limiting, or just straight up keeping you from actually getting what you want. Yeah. The, the tie into identity is so tricky yeah. for making, it might seem like a small change to someone, but it's actually quite monumental. Yeah. And it's that whenever people tie in, um, what they do to their identity rather yes. than treating things as movement practices or some sort of practice that serves them for a time. Right. And then at some time it may no longer serve you. Same thing with food. Totally. Like things change and totally. tying them into your identity is a recipe for disaster because there is nothing that is constant yeah. for the most part, like other than you have to live in your body. And even then, if you get into an accident and you're, and you lose capability of something, then people have to struggle with their identity again because it's just a really hard thing to change because it's so embedded. Yeah. Yeah. Just all of those practices, especially if they're years old. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to go through that. Or I try to not put myself in a position where I have to go through that again, like the running. Right. I'm just like, I am a tennis player. I am a runner. Mm, right. You can no longer do that. And you're just like floundering a little bit because your oh core God. just got shaken. Yeah. 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 I've been there many times where that it's like, what? I thought I was this and now no more. And, and in some ways, it's also the most beautiful process to go through because then you really start to learn, right, who you are and how, right, you're not, you're not these things. Not the things you do. Right, you're, yeah. Not the, yeah, you're not the things you do. Yeah. And yeah, you're not defined and limited in these ways that, you know, we commonly put ourselves in these, in, in boxes, right? We, yeah. we create these containers for ourselves, yeah. right, that no one is forcing us to be in. But for some reason, we decide that that's going to be that's going to be the thing. They're comfy. They yeah. provide a good amount of, of stability and maybe a little ego trip in there at some point. Oh, and yeah. some of this, is, especially as you're making transitions, is healthy, right? Like some of these things you can't navigate, you can't make these jumps without, you know, if you're leaving some identity behind, at least for now, maybe you maybe need to borrow some other new identity, yeah. right? And try it. And, and especially as you're, you're changing, like that is the time whenever it's like flickering back and forth. It's like, I mean, I think about it, I think about it in engineering terms, uh, whenever a light, whenever you turn like a light switch, the flow of electricity goes, it's not just like on or off. That's what, that's what the resulting state is. But if you look at the graph, the, a lot of times you're going to have, and it's been so long since I've been actually an engineer, but you have like overdamped, underdamped, critically damped of, what that is going to affect is does whenever you flip the switch to switch to this new state, does do you overshoot 
then undershoot, then overshoot, then undershoot, then overshoot, and then finally arrive at the state. Yeah. Or, or I think critically damped is you just take real slow progress. And so it takes longer, yep. but you're just always moving up until you get there. And so as you're navigating to this you know, new way of being, like you're going to overshoot, you're going to undershoot, or, or maybe you're the person who just like, it's just nice and slow and steady. You're, yep. the, you're the tortoise, right? Um, but just like that, that process of, you know, reaching a new, a new way of being a new state. I, I like the word state as well, because that also directly yes. translates to the engineering. Yes. Right. And so it's also just through all of this, I'm sure yeah. sort of like how, how my brain works. Oh, yeah. how things, and our how brains I, work similarly. So yeah. it's also weird to me how many, uh, engineers, uh, so I'm IT engineer, uh, right. minor in electrical how many of that type of person, my farming partner too, right. electrical, how many engineers move into biomechanics movement and or farming specifically, right. those yeah. things. Yeah. I don't understand why other than it's the engineering of the natural world and of the, the human form. I, I think some of it is, at least, at least for me growing up, I, I didn't really know that well, I, when I was growing up, this modality wasn't a, a, a yeah. public company, I think, yet. Um, because, but we didn't know that these things like existed, right? right? And so, as adults, we've been exposed to like, oh, well, actually, like that's the way I want to use this way of thinking, right? To take that over here, I was just told, and for me, told, hey, you just go to college and you get a degree and you get a job, right? That's just what you do, and so that's just what I thought. That's what you did, and so what I did, um, and then it's like, oh, I did that. Okay, this isn't actually what I wanted, right. but there's still some, there's a reason I did that, right? That's, there's, there's some part of me that is, has some aptitude or some, uh, some uh, proclivity, right? To think this way or to, mm -hmm. to do whatever. And so I, I still want to do that, yeah. but it's something that, and some, some of it as well as like the, the lifestyle, yeah. right? And it's true. And so it's like, all, I want to, I don't want to be sitting at a desk the whole day, right? I want to be up and yeah. around and like, and so seeing, that uh, how these different these different pieces right? yeah how you best um feel most alive yes so to speak in your day and you're just like engineering is not when i feel most alive in my day right right and it's not worth it to do that for eight hours and then get to play with four maybe right lucky good ones where i actually feel like i use the day yeah. the way i wanted to after yeah yeah it's a tricky transition but it's a it's well worth it yeah i've, I've made three or four career transitions and I'm 29 yep. and I'm talking about like completely different, like yep. not related, <laughs> you know, um, and get, like all good jobs as well. It's, you know, I was in, every time I left, I was in a good situation. Yeah. I wasn't being asked to leave. Like I was always being told not to leave. Right? I was like, Hey, how can we keep you? And it's like, I'm just like, I, I'm, I got to try something else. Like this isn't it. And, um, I imagine for a while I've got, you know, it'll be a while since I make a career transition. I, in some ways, also, I'm, I'm whenever I, you know, you find something that you're like really passionate about and you love, or something like for me and functional patterns and working with the body, right? Like, there's so many layers. I just want to keep peeling the onion yeah. back. And in some ways, I'm tired of digging like shallow holes, Ooh. right? Like, I want to, I want to dig a deep hole. Like, I, I don't want to just like run all over the place, have a scattered mind, and like, well, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that. Like, I want to develop myself. And into something. Like I want to form and shape myself, and continue to 
hone the craft. And at some point, I'm sure I'll be asked to evolve it in some way, right? And whenever that's the time, that'll be the time, but that will come because of the depth, right, of what I have dug versus just trying to trying to be everywhere and right. kind of do a little bit of oh, it's such a great way of putting it. Yeah. The same, uh, not so disparate careers, but IT was the disparate one. Right. Technology. And then everything I do now, there's different careers, but they all hint on regeneration. Right. So health coaching, farming, yes, water, they're all totally regeneration and lifestyle. And, and yes. Like, like yeah, there's something there, like where it, it all is, it's all together. Yeah. Right. They're, they're a web and they're all connected yep. with health and yes. regeneration. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I can, if I get bored with one, then I focus a little more time on the other. And right. then I regret doing that and go back to the other one. But all the work still builds that deep hole. Yeah. yeah. Deep foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, like, what, what our old business business name, it's like, it's, we're, we're part of it, but we know, like, the, the food is, is such a big part of it. The water, the community, right? All these things that, um, are important i mean even you know people who have deeper understanding uh i don't, I don't know if, like i'd just like to say the therapist but you know even if people just understand how life works or how the mind works or how you know people navigate emotional patterns mm-hmm. right like that's super important oh, too yeah. right and like that's to me part of regeneration is yeah. you know working with somebody to help you understand what's going on with you and learning how to navigate, yeah, right, all of that, um, and just you know, having that ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. The self discovery spills over into all aspects. Totally. So even if you're just focusing on the body, it will never just yes. stay in the body. Yeah, you yeah. have to. It'll right. Emotions will come up mainly because there is no disparate system in the body. Like exactly. Said, it's like all emotions are all biochemicals. They're going to get stored. So whatever you do, if you think it's an embodied issue it's going to tie into everything yep. and you will have to deal with it every. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I love talking with a lot of my clients who are therapists, who are acupuncturists, who are body workers, right? All these different things. Cause sometimes our language is a little bit different. And so, you know, acupuncturists will say, Oh, my, uh, liver 12 or something like that. I don't even know if that's the right. That is the way, right. I was doing that. That's related to my breathing. And you just have me working on this because you saw, you know, I, I breathe this, not that way. And my breath is limited. Like, that's so great. I just was doing that this week. And right. It's like, yeah, we, you know, it's, it's all, yeah. all connected. And even emotions, like, I mean, I have people just absolutely break down and cry, like, you know, <laughs> like yeah. in here. And not because I'm yelling and screaming at them, right? It's because their body is, is it's a lot of times coming to a point to a movement where there's some sort of memory or some sort of something that's stuck inside it yeah. and can physically confronting it and then moving physically moving through it. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes one session, if it feels like a wall, there's tears, you can't do anything. Come back next session. It's a lot smoother. There's so much, so much less of a block yeah. there. And I mean, now he's talked a lot about it recently about like how, you know, like generational trauma, mm-hmm. like sort of our bodies, the way that we move, well, to like really let that stuff go, our body has to be the physical representation of that, right? And so to you know have more alignment in the spine, to move better, right? To to wake up basically the entire body, entire system, some of the things that are more dormant in you, like that's healing on a, like a, a really really deep levels. Yeah. That is, it's it's not 
at least in terms of looking at it as the way, like the way that you run and kind of hold yourself, it's not very mainstream yet. Like I hear people talk about, you know, of course, posture and standing and things like that, but like, and it it is how you hold yourself. That's like biomechanics. It's, it's not just, it's not just the way that you stand, walk, run and throw. It's the way that you move through the world. Right. Right. On an almost metaphysical level. Yes. And so like, just, just, I see people's confidence just like, like I'll make an adjustment on their neck and their whole energy will just like literally all of a sudden just exude confidence. And they've been like in this little shell and it's because they've been actually compressing their neck and it's actually been kind of painful, but they didn't even really know that because that's just what it was. And then, right. But there's actually all these other things that are tied to it. And, um, and so, I mean, for me, I just, it's, it's like an honor to, to work with people in that to, to, because it's like my job to see what, how, how somebody can show up more fully for, for themselves, yeah. right? It's like, oh, you're actually holding yourself back here. Let's show you how to do this. You get this stuff working together. You're going to be, right, flowing, Yeah, you know? And just I'm not seeing, I, mean, I know my own transformation over the time, say, I mean, even some of the clients I work with now, it's like, especially younger men, I find, because that's just also what I resonate with. Right. And gone through this experience as a younger man, like, so different, yeah. right? And, and it's like, as you walk the path, you have to one exude char- like some different characteristics, and maybe or you've uh, had before, or to a new level than you had before. Mm-hmm. Discipline, patience, resilience, mm-hmm. right? And you have to have them along the way, and then it's like both the path and the result gets you like to to a new level, yeah. right? Of of showing up um, that. And, and that part is, is true for anything, right? right. Like, if you're really going to, to get something, some goal that is really important, that matters, like, that's that's true across the board. Yeah. And then with this this type of work, like, that's going to completely change the way that you show up in your retirement and physically hold yourself, your confidence, and how, where you speak from even. Like, if you, if you speak kind of timidly, up from the higher chest, kind of from the throat, yeah. things maybe get stuck. You speak right more from from the belly, more fully, like you know, more more energy, commitment, right? conviction, passion, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're yeah. not grounded as a dude, it is amazing the tonality change. Oh you have goodness. a partner, they will pick it up immediately, and they're just yeah. like, "What did you do differently?" Because your voice deepened without you changing anything, and you're like. Oh yeah, I went to the gym. Well, actually grounded, <laughs> right? Like all of those things totally. make a difference in how energy moves through you. And yeah. people notice. Yeah, they might not know why, but they right. notice. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. It, what other other piece? Just thinking back, like Regenesis Collective, both um, Carrie and I have done you know a lot of personal work in different ways, and you know certainly one of our visions is having a space that can be used. Like for like men's work, mm. for women's work, right? Have right a space for right people to show up right to that that greatest common denominator, right? And so, I mean, that's that's related to exactly to what we're talking about, like the way that the way you show up and being more grounded. I find I leave like a, a men's circle that I did. My voice is literally deeper, and I just it's like I, I'm my belly is fuller. And like speaking from there, I didn't, we didn't even eat, right? You know, yeah, it doesn't take that long either. No. takes like an hour of presence and things radically shift yeah i mean usually a little longer than that but if you do a breath work with a group of people and it takes an hour 
a lot of things happen in that hour. Mm-hmm. You excavate a lot. You check in with your body in ways you that I didn't fully understand were possible. Right. Just through breathing with other people. Yeah. Something as simple as that is as challenging as it gets. Like right. the hardest work that I've ever had might have been close to that. Right. Just very intense breathing for an hour. Yeah. Like yeah. staying with the difficult things. Yeah. And like you said, the I have good mentors and facilitators and they know when it's getting tough and they'll say, how you show up here is how you show up outside. Right. And as guys, that's a challenge enough where you're like, <laughs> yep, you're right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's rough. I, I always view like, uh, the, when I do the men's work stuff, and there's times I, I notice because I want to check out. Right. I like, I'm like, all right, whatever. I guess it's not really interested. But it's like, this is practice, right? This is literally practice. Like, can I stay present? I notice myself checking out. Let me at least acknowledge that, yeah. and then let me see. Okay, I'm checking out. Let me, let me come back. Maybe there's something I'm trying to avoid here. Let me just face it, yeah. right? Let me see what it is, and that whole process. And to me, like that's from something like the experiences like you're sharing. That to me, like that's the thing. It's like this is not easy, but let's be with it, yeah. right? And let's let's see what's there, and let's not turn away. Let's not run and hide. Let's, right. you know, especially from things that are painful like let's, yeah. let's look at the painful thing and, and figure out yeah sitting in discomfort voluntarily is probably one of the most um readying things mm. that i found where i'm yeah i'll be there in that state and i'll be like i really not enjoying this and i'll be like yeah but you're gonna be here when you don't have the option to so yeah figure it out whenever everything is easy around you you know you're not starving some Every other thing right. is fine yeah. other than you're uncomfortable. That's why I still go to yoga because I sit in the discomfort. And I'm like, just deal with it. Like, mm. You're going to have something that you didn't choose and you're going right. to be a situation. Talking to myself. Yeah. And this is a wrap. This is just practice. Wrap it out. <laughs> yeah. The, the piece, and this, this is also related to like the ice bath piece mm. around, you know, because we're going to start talking about like kind of masculinity and yeah. cultural things and is I certainly found that a, a big piece culturally that seemed to be tied to being male and masculinity was how much discomfort can you take? Mm. And using that as a point of pride, yeah. even if you're just beating yourself up and beating yourself down. Right. And so that's also just always these things I always like to check in and, and let's let's have some context, right? Like, are you being, un- un- you know, put yourself in discomfort just for discomfort's sake? Or are you actually doing something that's, Right, going to help you, right? Right. Because there's some some discomfort that's actually that's gonna you kind of wear you down. There's there's discomfort that's gonna build you up. Yeah, like running an ultra marathon or training for one will cripple a lot of people. Yes, and that's not a building you up thing. Yes, right. Yeah, that's a lot of oxidative damage. Yeah, some people take months to recover from those. Yeah, there's a lot of stress and primal really harps on this. The like you stress the beneficial, good acute right. bouts of stress that help you become more resilient. Yep. And that is just the chronic stress, like chronic cardio. Some people right. tax their nervous systems and adrenals yep. to the point where they'll just get sick consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Not helping. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. And so, and so yeah, that's just a piece of it. It's like, in speaking of these, like these cultural things and, you know, in, and, in, in part of our business as well is increasing awareness of what we are doing right as people right because and that's and that's you know that's what we want to know is like hey are, am i doing the thing that i actually want to be doing am i doing the thing that's actually giving me what i give me what i want or am i doing it just because 
I was told, you know, being a man is going and, you know, freezing water for two hours, right? That's how you prove it. But even though after the fact you feel absolutely drained, right. you know, and, um, and again, I, I suppose the easy one to pick on, um, but I definitely had experiences in my life where I was doing things just to prove how tough I was, even though it was wearing me down, hurting me, like not serving me in any way. Uh, and just to be like, Oh, You're right. No, I know the feeling well. Yeah. Yeah, we have that. It's, it's not necessarily helpful. A little bit of the shadow there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, when are your classes? Yes. And how many per week and where can people find you? Yes. So uh, classes right now, just update our schedule to add another class. So basically we have about six classes a month. So it goes alternating weeks. We go on Monday, a Saturday, and the next week is a Wednesday. So Monday, Saturday at, at 10.30 a.m., and then the Wednesday class is at 5 p.m. Okay. And so then next week, Monday, Saturday. Next week, Wednesday. Monday, Saturday, Wednesday. Right. Going that way. So gotcha. that's what we have for now. Um, as we continue to grow, we're going to continue to build out yeah. that class schedule. So uh, find us on Instagram at the Regenesis Collective. Okay. Uh, website, theregenesiscollective.com. I'll put them in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Instagram is really good. Like, there's, there's a lot of movement patterns that people could probably practice. Uh, just in front of a mirror, just that you guys demonstrate really well with just the um, synchronized throwing, and yeah. they don't look overly complex. Although you There's might, always detail, I was gonna say it's, you it's, might it's, toss it for doing it per person. person. Yeah, so yeah. like some of the things, and and definitely check out you know functionalpatterns.com, functional patterns Instagram. There's that's where you'll see like tons of the results, and and that's what's highlighted by the company and by practitioners most because that's that's what people care about is like hey. If you do these things, like here's what you can expect, right, to get out of it. Um, and there's, yeah, there'll be some, some you know, people I'll do some exercises on there. Yeah, definitely, you know, things worth trying it out and implementing things into your workout. For me, I was injured. It was easy for me to drop everything I was doing and go full on FP. I know that's as your, you know, for, for everyone that's not the case. Right? They they have something that they're kind of more, you know, a lot of times more tied to or what, what they do. And it's just what they, they just want to explore. You know, it's something new. You don't, you don't know. You're not going to just drop everything and go necessarily do something you've never done for without having a really good reason a lot of times pain uh, but incorporating some things like a step press step back row and notice yeah, how you feel like it's going to help you you know if your goal is to deadlift and squat like that's going to help you do those things better actually even though you, you might be confused about why for a bit like it's gonna it's gonna help you um and yeah timmy course phenomenal find find a functional functional powers practitioner near you yeah global so yeah 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 so we're in uh we're in east Asheville, and yeah. i'll put the um i'll put everything in the show notes for if you're interested yeah. anything else you want to leave people with i mean just if you're experiencing chronic pain you've kind of tried everything nothing has worked for you there's still something out there for you. It was certainly my experience. That's even that's what I hear from my clients. Is they most most people come to me have tried everything, and nothing has worked for them. And then they come in one session. They're like, "This is different. This already feels better. I want more of this." Right? Yeah. And that's that's what what I really love. Yeah. That's why I do it. Yeah. yeah that's, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time, Scott. Yeah. Thanks, Alex.